Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 214. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, this is Rick, co-founder and CEO of Blog World New Media Expo, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the podcast answer man my name is cliff ravenscraft and this is the podcast about podcasting helping you take your show to the next level it doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster if you've been podcasting for many years or if you've just not yet launched that first show there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level And my friends, taking things to the next level is exactly what I always strive to do in all of my shows. And it's sometimes it's a couple steps forward and a step back, and sometimes it's two steps forward and maybe one step forward. Or I think you get the idea. <laughs> the important thing is that you don't let little setbacks get in your way and you just plow on through. You don't wait for perfection. You just put things out there. And, you know, I was watching The Voice this, uh, actually watching The Voice last night, and the same thing occurred to me last night as far as this, you know, just this little inspired thought. Uh, same thing happened last week when I was watching this with the family. And that is this. Um, I, I'm sitting there watching these these people be coached by these professional artists, and and the one thing that every coach has now said during this first season of The Voice, as in their coaching, and of course, this you know I I'm a coach myself, and so I see this, and and there's something that has been applicable to podcasters if podcasters are watching The Voice. And that is when the coach is telling the artist, it's like, listen, my number one piece of advice to you, the one thing I want for you more than anything else, you know, and, and it doesn't have anything to do with pitch. You know, of course, do they talk about pitch and, and stuff like that? Yes. Is it about dance moves? No, it's not about the dance moves. Is, is it about, you know, it, what the one thing, the one thing every coach has said, my greatest desire for you is to get up on that stage and just have fun and get lost in the song. That's it. Get just just get up there, get lost in the song, own own that time and and just take control of the moment and seize it and enjoy it, soak it in like no moments before mattered, no moments ahead matter. All that matters is here and now. Get behind the microphone and come alive. Don't worry about your ums, your ahs, your uh, 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 uh. I mean, go back. Seriously. You know, you guys are listening to Podcast Answer Man. Thousands of you are listening to Podcast Answer Man week after week after week. Some of you have listened to more than 100 hours of this content. Some of you may have even listened to all 214 episodes now. But here's the situation. You guys have been listening and you're like, oh, I wish I could podcast like this. And, and I wish my shows could sound as professional as Cliff's. Go back and see if you can't possibly see if you can't possibly 
listen to my show with the same kind of criticism that you would give your own show before you released it. And and there are a couple of you who do that. And you call me and you say, man, I wish you would really change the way that you had said this. And by the way, did you know there's no uh, L in the word pause when you pause your recording? It, it's pause. And And you know what? I don't care. Oh, did I just say that? Yeah, I did. I don't care. I I mean, yeah, okay, so I do care. I am a perfectionist. I admit it. But one of the things that I believe in is just getting behind the microphone. When I turn on the recorder, it starts blinking. And my my heart, I think, actually beats a little faster. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's like ooh, excitement. And 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 I cue up my audio clips, and and I and I've got things ready to go, and and I'm about ready. I, I looked up the episode number, and I'm about ready to say podcast answer man episode number two hundred fourteen. I hit the record button. I say those words, and I'm in the moment. I'm here. And and you know what? That's That's been the same for me since the very first episode. It's just about getting lost in the passion that drives you. Forget about the technology. Forget about whether or not your, your recording levels are okay. Hopefully, you've worked all that out beforehand. But, but now, when the recorder's on, get lost in the content. Own the stage, you know, have fun. And and why do why are the coaches telling the people on the voice this? Because this is all about the voice. It's about, you know, having, you know, being the best singer. You know, it's about performing. It's about and that's what well, this is what podcasting is. It's about performing for me anyway. For me, it's about br- drawing people in. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you about all the things that I think are going wrong right now. I want to actually draw you in. And 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 when I come alive, when I feel exciting or feel excited, I bring you into that. And, and I can motivate you and I can change your mood just by my mood. Attitudes are contagious. And when you start your show, I was like, uh, uh, hi, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week, and uh, um, you know, uh, um, y'all forget it. Let me start over. <laughs> you know, just hit the record. Hey guys, I you know what? I don't even have a plan for what I'm going to talk about today, but I just had to hit the record cord button, and and let me tell you, I'm going to scrap the normal episode, and 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 you know what? I have an entire show planned out today, and 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 I do here, and and you know what? This topic right here, off the top of my head. This wasn't even planned. I, I didn't even have the voice mentioned in my pre-show show notes. I just wanted to just share that with you, you know, because it just came to mind. And, and have the freedom. Own your show. Have fun with it. And people will have fun with you. If you're stressed and you have so much anxiety and worry and and, and you're freaking out, you know what? I watched some of those people on, on the stage and they're so freaked out and I'm freaked out. You know, I'm I'm on edge. I feel nervous. And and that I mean just just get behind the microphone and enjoy yourself. Anyway, so I hope that helps. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on since uh, last week's episode of Podcast Answer Man. It's like for those of you who are watching live and you kind of just, you know, you just come here live. Not many of you do that. Now, most of you are subscribed to the podcast. But last week, I think, was episode number 211 of Podcast Answer Man. And here I am seven days later recording episode number 214. 
And so, um, so what is, what is up with that? Which by the way, I, I just, and, and I don't, I'm don't mind to tell you this. I just now, while I was talking, I had to go in the show notes and write in the voice. So I don't forget to put that into the show notes. See, see, that's the thing. You know, many people would be afraid to just put that in there. And, and maybe, and there are some of you saying, well, I would agree with those people because that would be more professional, Cliff. And I'm like, okay, well, then that's your show. That's who you are. That's how you do things. You could, I always edit it out in post-production. Anyway, uh, so the, th- the thing is, is, I'm still having fun behind the microphone. Uh, the, 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 when it all comes down to it, uh, you know, it's, it's about having fun. Anyway, so how did I go from episode 211 to 214? Well, a lot of things been going on on the site. And the first thing I, I did is I actually spent some time one evening uh, doing some post-production editing work on my video recording of my Blog World NYC uh, talk. And of course, I released that as episode number 212 of Podcast Answer Man. This is actually, honestly, it's it's it, releasing an hour long episode of Podcast Answer Man, episode number two hundred twelve. It really does go against my principles and and my own values as far as combining audio and video into an audio feed or into an audio podcast feed. Now the thing is, is with that being said, I want you to hear me correctly here. I am all for occasionally re- releasing video into an audio podcast feed. Podcast Answer Man is to be expected to be somewhere between 30 f- minutes, 40 minutes, and most of the time right around an hour. And so with that being said, I have no problem at all putting out a short, you know, 10, 15 minute video screencast, some kind of tutorial using some kind of video where I'm actually putting it out, pushing it out to everybody so that, you know, just in case you only listen to the RSS feed um, and you're not going to hit the website, this is something I definitely want you to get. And so I'll throw a video down into the RSS feed, which can certainly be done. And, and, and there's a good reason for me to do that. Now, I want to tell you, that the only reason I say that episode 212 kind of goes against my own values and principles when it comes to, um, you know, mixing these things together is, is that episode 212, to be honest with you, would have been perfectly fine as an audio only episode. I could have simply extracted the audio from the recording of my talk and just released it as an audio episode. So why did I release that as a video? I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I, I actually I do. I, I gave it a, a good deal of thought. And when it came down to it, it was the first time I've actually gone to a conference and spoke where I actually took a camera along to record the actual video of the, of the session. And the, the, you know, the lighting wasn't just right and everything, but overall, I think it gives people a little bit of a different feel of who I am. When, when you might, I mean, because I've released several of the recordings of different talks that I've given at, at different conferences, but this time I decided to give a video um, l- look at what it looks like, you know, how, how, do, how does Cliff handle himself when he's in front of a group of people, you know, you know what kind of body language does he send, and, and there's one part at the end of the video, I'm sure some of you called it, but right near the end of the talk, I like put my arm up on my on my neck and I held it there for like what seemed like forever 
But, um, and I'm like, dude, when am I going to put my arm back down? Well, that looks silly. And so for me, it was kind of neat to actually watch it. And of course I look awkward up on in front of people. And, 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 and here's the thing. I look at it and I'm kind of embarrassed and it's like, I don't know if I want to release this as video. But the thing is, is that to you guys, you probably saw it and you, and you had probably not, you probably didn't even think about the way that, you know, my, you know, my gut kind of still has a little bubble to it and, and stuff like that, even though I've lost 50 pounds and, and I still got so far to go and, and, and that my hair maybe, you know, wasn't just right. And, and all the other stuff. And you probably didn't even notice the, every time the, the lighting kind of shifted just a little bit where the camera was doing the autofocus and auto brightness and, uh, stuff like that. But I did, but here's the thing. Nobody, nobody has responded and given me feedback like any of those things. Instead, I've gotten a ton of very encouraging, positive feedback, not only just from the content, but but they said, you know, I'm so glad that you put that out there. I kind of felt like I was there. Now, my here's the thing. Looking at it, going back, do I regret putting the video into this feed? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I, I regret, I, I do regret that I, re, that I had to squeeze it down to the size that I did f- to make an hour long video, some somewhat feasible to keep it, you know, somewhere reasonable for an episode. I didn't want to push you guys a, you know, a 700 megabyte HD file. Um, so I didn't want to do that and I wanted to keep it, you know, reasonable. So I, I did take it down real small. Um, Another thing that I kind of regret about that episode is that I allowed ScreenFlow to letterbox it, and I should not have done that. Uh, So, you know, I'm not too crazy about the fact that I did that. Uh, But then, you know, the thing is, is if I had to do it all over again, probably what I would have done is I, I if I, this is what I would do now if, if I really thought it through more. I would go ahead and put the whole video on YouTube because I'm allowed to put videos more than, you know, I can actually put three hour videos on YouTube now, which is really cool. Uh, I'm still waiting to be able to do that on my new podcast answer man channel. If so if you guys go to youtube.com slash podcast answer man, get me some more subscribers there. Let's get me some more views and, and we can, we can eventually get rid of the uh, 15 minute limitation there as well. But uh, right, what I would do is I would go ahead and uh, upload it to my podcast, youtube.com slash cliff eotc that stands for cliff encouraging others through Christ is what that means uh but cliff eotc is my youtube channel that that i've been posting to for years and i would upload it there and i would embed that in the show notes for episode number 212 and then for what i would do is i would extract the audio and i would record a regular podcast answer man episode number 212 and then i would do the intro music and say hey everybody this is a special episode and i want to let you know this is me uh this is my interview my talk from blog world and um you know and and this is actually different audio i, I pulled it in from the camera but here's the situation if you go to podcast answer man go to episode number 212 you will actually be able to watch this entire video if you choose to do so but here's just the audio for you here in the podcast feed. That's probably what I'll do from now on if I have a big, huge, long thing because there's no reason that I had to give you audio or the video, it, not in the feed like that because this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a, um, audio podcast. Now I did all of that 
And then guess what did I do? I give you two episode number 213, another video podcast episode. And, and of course, here I was thinking I might leave episode 212 and just hold on to it until today, which is Thursday, and release it now. Uh, and, you know, I'm like, I just, I, there's too much on my mind. I want to talk to you guys. And so I went ahead and threw it out there. Uh, but episode 213 is another video. It's another, you know, kind of, you know, thing that could technically work as a, could technically work as an audio. I could have extracted the audio there. Now, do I regret putting episode number 213 out there? Absolutely not. Completely different uh, in one way, and that is the length of it. Uh, in fact, one of the things you'll notice um, on the video, the video is much is is a higher resolution. I did not letterbox it, and um, and it and it's a very it's a relatively short interview. And I also it you know it's 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 an interview with Rick Calvert of um, of Blog World, the CEO and co-founder of Blog World. And I really and to be honest with you, I'm really embarrassed by the video quality of or the quality of that video because um, it's the first time I've ever done a video interview. I, I'm pretty sure it's the very first time that's ever happened. And I actually instructed him. He says, do you want me to look at the camera? Or you want me to look at you? And I'm like, uh, how about you look at me and we'll, you know, we'll just look at each other. And, and so I've got these side profile views throughout the entire camera. And I'm like, ah, oh. You know, this I, I watched it in post-production. It's like, this doesn't look good. My tripod was too short. Uh, I took a really cheap tripod. I wasn't happy with that. I'll never do that again. In fact, I'll probably throw that tripod away. I've got a good, you know, somewhat professional uh, tripod that I'll make sure that I take next time. I'll just have to pack another suitcase. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's not great. But here's the thing. I'm producing content, my friends. I'm putting it out there. Things aren't perfect. That's the thing you're going to notice about me. I'm not perfect, although I am a perfectionist. I strive for perfection. I'm not happy when I don't reach perfection, which unfortunately means I'm not happy a lot. (laughs) But, But the thing is, is that I'm producing content. I don't let the fact that I'm not perfect get in the way of producing and publishing content. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with how, you know, I, I, you'll know, all the other thing is, is I I learned by watching my videos, watch out for the bobblehead. Oh my goodness. If you watch, go back and, and take, take another look at episode number 213. And, uh, there's a very brief time in the beginning of the, of the interview where you see both Rick and myself. And for the first few seconds of, and it might even just be a minute, uh, there's a part where I ask Rick the very first thing, and he might be talking about his response of, um, you know, his reactions to, to sitting in on my, the beginning of my session. And, um, and, and while he was talking, I noticed that I was nodding my head and from a side profile and just, you know, being, you know, the self-conscious person that I am, I'm like, I'm looking, I was like, I look like a bobblehead. Oh my gosh. I got to make sure that from now on, I need to remember a couple of things. In fact, uh, I'm going to share with you uh, right now uh, an awesome piece of feedback from my good friend. Uh, also, uh, his name is Adam. He's also known as Zen Runner. Let me go ahead and play this clip for you because he's got some amazing tips here. Check this out. 
Hey there, Cliff. This is Adam Tinkoff, a.k.a. The Zen Runner. And I'd like to congratulate you on reaching 500 episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life. That's incredible, dude. Amazing. That really shows your commitment to podcasting. And uh, I, just doing 500 of anything is amazing. <laughs> well, I was listening to your show, and you were talking about shooting a one-camera interview. I used to shoot video professionally for corporations, and we used to do this, and it was an old trick. It's an old trick in the book. When you shoot a one-camera interview, have your questions pre-scripted, okay? You give your questions to the person that you're going to be interviewing in advance, hopefully, so they can prepare good answers. Sometimes, you know, if you're at a trade show or you're in an on-the-street environment, you don't have that opportunity. But what we used to do is we'd set up the camera, we'd get the best angle we could of the person that we were interviewing, okay, and there's something called the rule of thirds. If you, des- if you divide a video screen into thirds, y- the eyes of the interviewee uh, should fall on the third, the upper third line of the image. So uh, if you you know, basically make a tic-tac-toe <laughs> of the screen, that's where the eyes should fall, okay? And we'd have the person looking slightly off camera, not directly into the camera, right? And that makes it look like they're talking to somebody else. And then we would ask them the questions, and they already know what they are if you've given them prescripted, and they answer the questions. But what we used to do, we'd tell them to take a break. After I ask you the question, okay, take a second, have a breath, and then answer. And when they're answering the question, you have to be very careful not to step on their answer. Okay, so you let them deliver that answer beautifully. They have a great idea for you, sharing it right into the camera. You're capturing it. And you do that throughout the whole interview. Yes, there are five or six questions. You get them all on tape. Don't worry about your audio. And then what you do after it's done, you record yourself. You move the camera the other direction and you record yourself asking the questions. And then what you do is you edit those in after. And what's really funny is generally I used to also videotape a few pictures of myself nodding my head like, hmm, yeah, okay, yeah, great. Or, oh, really? <laughs> and I would giggle. And then I would drop those in as cutaways. And you know, when it was all together in a package, it looked like we were having a conversation. But actually, all of my reactions and all of my questions were recorded after the interview. And why this was kind of cool was, if I had enough space around their answers, I could adjust my questions, right? Because sometimes when folks give answers, they ramble and they go into another direction. So maybe I need to craft that question so it makes more relevance in the final package. Well, the result was, you could get some pretty effective interviews with one camera. And it looks like you have two because you have two shots going back and forth. So that's the trick. It's been done a million times. You'll see it tonight on the news. Try to capture it. Like when you go out and see the news reporters, um, it's quite funny. Sometimes you'll see the news reporter going, hmm, yeah. (laughs) Maybe that was shot two hours later. (laughs) It's all the magic video. There's so many cool things. I used to do them all. (laughs) Good luck. And we love seeing your videos. And I can't wait to see the next one. It was great. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for those amazing tips. And I I can tell you right now, I'm going to try to remember to incorporate those. In fact, I might even play around and, and, uh, and, and, and do some testing with my kids. 
uh, just just playing around, see if I see if I can pull off some of that. And I guess the idea is to, you know, during the interview is, is that you don't even I, w- I wouldn't even be in the, the video. I would actually just video them and then video myself separately. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I'll have to think about how that works out. And and so so there's never a point that there's a shot where the two of us are together. I, I don't know. How, I, anyway, I'll, I'll have to wrap my mind around how that works. But uh, anyway, I, I'm definitely going to play with it. And uh, one of the things that this has caused me to do is, of course, open my eyes to other interviews. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just starting to say, oh, visual. It's like, yeah, I could do that. Oh, that's so they cut there. They did that. So yeah, I'm taking a look at video uh, that I see on television and on YouTube and some other places where people have been doing, you know, these interviews for quite some time. I know Callie Lewis has been doing them for a t- quite some time. She's been doing a really good job at it. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to take some pointers and tips and, and play around with video even more. In fact, um, my, <laughs> you know, I'm almost sad to say that I'm excited that my Kodak ZI-8 just broke. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it still functions and everything, but uh, the bottom of the unit, the the plastic bottom where you put the where you put it on your tripod and screw in the little tripod mount, uh, that's all busted out. It was up on my tripod. The kids knocked the tripod pretty hard the other day when they came into the studio, and and uh, I guess that there's just been so much stress on that um it probably didn't help that uh i was going around blog world with the codex zi8 you know fastened to the tripod and i was actually walking around with it kind of just you know dangling up there on top of it i figured with it being so light it wouldn't matter anyway turns out that all the little plastic pieces i I can't put it on a tripod anymore uh but that's okay this is a good thing because i bought it at best buy actually this is the second one i've had um and Best Buy replaced it outside of warranty, by the way, outside of warranty. They replaced it for me for free and uh, they offered me the accidental warranty plan. Of course, I figured since I was planning on buying a whole new one anyway, um, they replaced it for free. I bought the accidental warranty plan on this. So it's got it's completely covered. The thing is, this Kodak ZI-8 is no longer made anymore. So I know what's going to happen. They're going to give me whatever the value of the camera was and they're going to credit me towards that, towards my next camera purchase. And I am thinking about getting the uh, Canon Canon Vixia, and it is the I think it's the HFG10. Yes, uh, the Canon Vixia HF Henry Frank, and then space G as in George 10, and it's a fifteen hundred dollar camera. Uh, and it, and of course there are some Canon Vixias that are started as low as two ninety nine, uh, and I'm kind of tempted to even you know maybe take my next you know get my next camera at that route as well, just because mainly not because of cost, but because the the H the G10 I'm having a hard time finding it anywhere. It's kind of like it's not out yet for sale, although all the sites are saying that they carry it. Anyway, uh, part of, so anyway, the Vixia cameras, one of the things that I noticed is that they, most of them have the one eighth inch audio jack, the import uh, input. So that that's number one, most important, because I want to be able to use my Sony wireless uh, mic set uh, the other ones is that it, you know, records to um, the internal drive or to it'll record into two SD cards. Um, 
so that's good. Th- those things, of course, the the G10 has amazing low light video. It is totally awesome, and um, and uh, Vicky's saying it's flash memory. What happens if you're out and you're full? Then you're stuck. Well, right now I've got a Kodak Zi8 with eight gig. Uh, camera and so uh, the argument that I would give you there is that I think is what is it thirty gigs or sixty gigs, uh, so I, I'd have already a ton more time than before, and I would most all the time have my MacBook with me, and I would just drag and drop uh, files off of the camera over to my desktop, over to my MacBook Air, and then I would uh, format the drive or whatever. So uh, I'm totally matter of fact, I definitely want um, a flash drive on you know flash hard drive on the camera but uh, it, but also the Vixia has two SD card slots which basically has um um uh it's got two HD S you know high density super you know high capacity HC SD card slots so you can put two 38 gig cards in there and the I think the Vixia from what I was reading actually records to both simultaneously uh, and so if one card messes up, it's, it's immediate, it's still backed up on the other card. So it'll, you can do that. Um, also it will, um, it, let's just say you're used to recording into the flash drive built into the camera and it's about ready to run out and you still got two 32 gig cards in, in the slots. It will continue the recording without any break in the video at all onto the SD cards. So it, it, it's an amazing camera. I absolutely love it. I, I'm yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. It's totally worth it to me at this point, just based upon how much I've been doing. I I am tempted just for the sake of getting a camera like ASAP. I am tempted to get one of the cheaper Vixia models, like the three two ninety nine or three ninety nine models. But the thing is, is I just know that I'm not going to get as good of quality of, of uh, video, especially in low light situations. So I don't know. I, I, I'm praying that I can hold out for a G10 and, and that I'll just go ahead and do it. That's definitely what I want. <sighs> I, I just, I, you know what I'm going to tell my, I'm going to have my VA call and see if they, if she can't get them to get one in ASAP. All right. So anyway, thank you so much, Zen Runner, for that amazing, amazing tips on single camera interviews. Oh, another thing. Uh, there's another blog post on my site. Uh, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash angry client. Podcastanswerman.com slash angry client. In fact, I want to beg you, beg you to please go to podcastanswerman.com slash angry client client. And please read my blog post. It's the it's titled The First Client to Get PI Double Dollar Sign ED Off Since I've Started Consulting Slash Coaching. The first client that I've ever had that's totally just been ticked off since I've started consulting slash coaching. Now, I'll tell you, I, I chose that title for the reason, for a reason. It is very true. My client is very ticked off. Uh, and, and it was in response to a conversation he and I had. Now, he's, in all fair, in, in, in fairness to you, you know, because I, I don't want to do one of those, um, you know, link bait kind of things, this just to get you in. I do want to let you know my client's not ticked off at me. He's just ticked off at what he 
assumes social media to be all about and online marketing and, and you know, promoting a business through through podcasting and new media and all this other stuff. He, you know, he's, he's just gotten kind of frustrated with with unfortunately is what I consider to be his misunderstanding of uh, or not yet understanding how social media works and what it's all about and, and the community and, and the fact that it's not a bunch of people out there just making money, teaching people how to make money by teaching people how to make money by teaching people to teach people how to make money because that's what he feels like everything's all about it is is that nobody's really offering anything of substantial value uh all podcasts all blogs all these people anybody who's doing anything and making any money online they're all swindlers snake handlers who are just teaching people how to teach people how to teach people how to teach people to make money and and, and his example that he gave was back when um uh, there was a an advertisement in a back of a magazine when he was 12 years old, and it says, hey, we've got the secrets to tell you how to make a million dollars. All you need to do is send us a self-addressed envelope with a dollar, and we will send you uh, everything you need to know about how to make a million dollars. And so um, he sent in his dollar and he got um, he got that, you know, whatever booklet or whatever. And turns out that it basically says now here's the secret. Basically, all you have to do is go find a million, you know, do something to where, you know, make something or do something where people where one million people will give you a dollar. And he talks about the fact that he ended up making like 12 bucks on the deal. Uh, so, but the thing is, you know, that, that, that's what he thinks online and social media is all about. Um, it's a very long blog post. It's probably one of the longest blog posts I've written since I was in the hospital a couple years ago and, and the hospital almost tried to kill me. Uh, <laughs> that was a long blog post. Uh, but anyway, th- this is a very long blog post. I found a new tool uh, up there at the top if you look at it. By the way, go to podcastanswerman.com slash angry client. And uh, it says, this is longer than my normal blog post. Use the button above to share the- to send this story to your Kindle. Oh, I love this. It's a little, it's a program called, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, I've got it all set up to, to talk about this. Um, uh, readability, readability.com. And uh, very cool. In fact, I, I'm, I've got a plug-in for readability now. And I, I can't stand to read long content on the web. I, I just can't do it. it. It's just not who I am and the way I do it. Although it does reformat it kind of Kindle-like for your screen if you want it to be. And you can adjust the width and stuff like that. There's the plug-in. The plug-in does that. Uh, there's a free version and a paid version. And, and the free version is what I'm using. Uh, and the free version of this allows you to to put that little thing on there. As a matter of fact, it, you can just manually put it into each post if you want, or there, I'm sure there are plugins as well. But uh, send to my Kindle. I I'm now browsing the web, and and as I see an article I I want to read, but I don't want to read on the screen. I want to read it on my Kindle. I click send to Kindle. I fire up my Kindle. It delivers it in about a minute, and uh, it is it is it's uh, it's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. In fact, that blog post, with the exception of the fact that you don't get the video, you know, the YouTube video uh, at the end, and and it's his angry, his very angry video after his very angry blog post. Um, but anyway, uh, the, that article looks beautiful on on the Kindle. So so yeah, send to Kindle uh, readability. Check it out. 
and do me a favor. Here's the here's the situation. Um, my client, his name's Marcus Carey. He's been a great client for many years, and he has made a lot of progress over the years. Now, of course, he's not like one of the clients where you know he and I work you know every every week for several weeks, and and I've that it's been one of those things where he just hires me here and there, and has lots of projects, and says, "Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And can you do this for me?" And those are the kind that's the kind of work that we've done. Uh, as far as coaching is concerned, we've probably only had maybe three or four of those kind of uh, sessions over the last uh, four, three years, over the last three and a half years. And uh, each time it moves him forward in a major way. But he's still I think he's on this final verge of finally getting it. Uh, but he's, he just, I think he just needs a little bit more help. He, he doesn't think number one, he doesn't, he feels that because he, he never has time. He never listens to podcasts. He never watches video on the web. He never does this. He never does that. He feels like nobody else in the world really does either. Matter of fact, it's only kids, it's only kids in their crib. You know, the, the, it's only kids that do this. It's only people who are 35 and under and, and he, his, his potential audience that he wants to reach is, is mostly, you know, around his age or slightly younger, but, uh, but certainly not the kids that are addicted to technology and blah, 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 and the latest shiny objects. And I'm trying to convince him that, <clears throat> dude, I know my audience very well. And my audience, the average age of my audience is 40 something. And, and he doesn't believe me. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Please do me a favor. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash angry client and if you want to read the post, if at the very least, do me a favor, if you don't want to read the entire post, go and watch the video. All right. Just watch the video that's at that at the bottom of that post that he quote that he did. And then do me a favor. Just leave a comment and say, yes, I, you know, do answer the questions. I don't I'm not going to tell you what to answer. Answer the questions. Do you listen to podcasts? Do you watch video on the Web? Do you read blogs? If so, why? Now, that's an optional. But please do me a favor also. Will you please include your age? And I know the ladies don't like us to answer, ask, you know, what your age is. Will you say, you know, will you give, you know, I'm in my, you know, my, uh, I'm in my upper 30s. I'm in my lower 30s or, you know, I, just, just give us a generality. But I want to, I want to, I, I, I want to help my client get this last bit of it. I mean, he, he is using Facebook. He is using Twitter. He launched his own YouTube channel and, and I'm excited about some things. And, and he, and he's, I think he's finally understanding that you can't, you can't find a loyal following when you're trying to go in four different directions all at the same time, doing a hunting podcast, you know, a hunting video cast, a technology for old people video podcast, and you're also trying to do your political commentary audio cast. You really have to find one thing, focus on it, hone in on it. And so he's right there. He's right there. So please go to podcastanswerman.com slash angry client and help me out. All right. And of course, I put another uh, video blog update. I told you there's been a lot of things going on uh, on my blog since uh, on the site since uh, the last audio episode. And uh, the video blog is uh, it's it's actually podcastanswerman.com slash effective product marketing. And this is uh, where I announce officially on in video my podcasting uh, A to Z affiliate program. 
and I explain to folks what I'm offering as far as a discount code to, to, to people out there and also a commission that you could earn if you refer people. Uh, and so that that's going to that's actually included in there. But also not only that, but it show I give you a demonstration of an amazing example of excellent, perfect affiliate marketing um, strategies. Uh, and and it's done by uh, David Garland from TheRiseToTheTop.com. I'm telling you, I'm blown away. I'm actually humbled and honored to get as much exposure as David has provided uh, on his site. And, and he's just, he just knocked it out of the park. And I'm, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see some results from, from his affiliate, from his affiliate um, as a result of this. So go check it out. Um, I would, uh, I'd love to see some more affiliates sign up. I've got a, I think I've got seven so far and I'm, I'm willing to add lots more. The next class for podcasting A to Z starts July 11th. If you don't know what all of this is all about, you're listening in for the first time, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. There you go. A-T-O-Z. All right. uh, Next, let's go to uh, Sean J. Roberts, who has a question. Sean, take it away. Cliff, this is Sean Roberts, and I have a question for the podcast answer man. I'm an attorney, and I do a podcast as part of marketing my practice called Estate Planning Demystified. I'm having an issue with the show descriptions as, as I look at them in iTunes, particularly the, the web version of iTunes. Under the description of the show, some of them come up with the material that I've typed in. Other ones have a funny thing under the descriptions. They say normal.dotm. And then they provide a date, and then they go on to talk about things like false, 18-point, false, 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 table. A little bit of research I've done suggests it might be connected to Microsoft Word, which I sometimes type up the show notes in. Do you know what's going on here, how I can fix this so the description actually shows up for each episode? Because it looks kind of funky to have these other things in there. I know this may be a totally piddly issue for you, but it's kind of a perplexing one to me. And I would appreciate any help that you can provide to me. As always, I enjoy all your podcasts and I've appreciated your help in the past. Thank you. All right, Sean, thank you for the question. And I can guarantee you that it's not coming from using WordPress or uh, Microsoft Word or anything like that. So, uh, no, when you're seeing false and you're seeing something, something, code, code, error, error, uh, that, my friend, those sound like SQL uh, response errors. And I would venture to say that you have a plugin that's doing something that is not up to par. And, and so I, I guess one thing, well, goodness, I, I tell you what, Sean, this is one of those things. It's going to be really, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of work to troubleshoot, but, um, uh, what you could do is you could go in and turn off all your plugins and, and, uh, if you, and uh, gosh, well, I guess if you're, if you've got a caching plugin, you have to n- number one, dump the, ca- disable the caching plugin first, <laughs> if you have one, uh, because those things are a pain in the butt to try to troubleshoot. So just go ahead and disable the caching plugin. If you have one first and foremost, then go in and, and well, and then what I assume you're using feed burner and every time you do something different, you're going to go in and, um, uh, what you want to do is you're going to have to go into FeedBurner, uh, sign into your feed, go into the Troubleshoot Ties tab, 
scroll down to the bottom, click resync. That basically dumps your entire FeedBurner feed and it actually goes and gets the fresh feed right from your website and then reburns the feed using all the, the FeedBurner f- stuff that you've already got built in. It, it literally takes a second. And then what you need to do is go into iTunes. Uh, it, you don't even have to go to the store. Just go into iTunes, click on podcast and then click um, unsubscribe, delete all of your episodes and then subscribe, download one of the one or two of those episodes. Especially make note of one that definitely has that false, you know, table something 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 code. Um, and then see if when you disable your 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 cache plugin, see if that does it. If that doesn't, then go in and and disable. You could just disable all of your plugins and go in and resync the FeedBurner feed unsubscribe, delete the content, resubs- click the subscribe button again, and then download the episode and see if that fixes it. Hopefully that alone will fix it. And then of course what you do is you add new plugins, resync the feed burner, unsubscribe, delete the episode, resubscribe, download um, in iTunes. And you go through that way. I'm almost positive that's going to fix it for you. And Sean, I would love to hear back and let me know if that worked for you. All right. Next up, we're going to John Wilkerson. uh, And he's got a question about Twitter accounts for your podcast. Hey, Cliff. John Wilkerson from such podcasts as the StickerCast over at thestickercast.com and the Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. Okay, enough with the shameless self-promotion. I got a question for you. It has to do with Twitter accounts. Now, I know that you do not personally, with your, with your personal GSPN account, follow back everyone. But what about with your Hunger Games podcast account? Do you follow back everyone who follows that account? Have you just set it to automatically follow back? What do you do with that particular account that is really designed to expand the reach of your podcast. I'd like to hear what your thoughts on that are. Uh, thanks a lot. Love what you're doing with the podcast. Bye. All right, John. First and foremost, I do not believe in auto refollow. I hate it. I think it. I think it's it's horrible. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, and the, why do I feel that way? Well, number one. The the question is is why do it? Um, yeah, okay. So so you, you you give the feeling of the people. It's like okay, they they followed you. Now you're following back. It's reciprocity. Thing is, is you got spammers that are following you, and I personally never want to follow a spammer. It, it, it's just I I don't want to. I don't. There are people out there. Uh, I think there are probably programs out there that allow people to find out who have auto followers because maybe they go out and they follow everybody on Twitter. And, and so they, they basically have bots that go out and follow people. And if it, if it gets a follow almost immediately back, then they know that it's an auto follow. And I think they put your crap on a list and then all of a sudden, <laughs> that was very crazy, but they put your name on a list. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know is you're just getting followed by spammer after spammer after spammer because there's a, I mean, imagine this. If you were trying to out there and, and trying to gain a following on Twitter and you wanted to look like you were really important and all this other stuff and you wanted to to just really show that you have this massive following, there's probably, those people are out there looking for lists. It's like, hey, go and follow these people and you're guaranteed to get a follow back. 
And I just don't want to be on one of those lists. So, so I, I don't like auto follow at all. The other thing is, is that Twitter raises the, the you know, has made some changes to where it it's, um, you know, it kind of d- determines how many people you can follow based upon the number of people you have and all this other stuff. Let, let me, I'll tell you, rather than telling you what I wouldn't do, let me tell you what I do do. Um, I will go into TweetDeck and sign in with, for example, twitter.com slash hungergamespod. All right. Twitter.com slash hungergamespod. I will sign into TweetDeck with that. I will go in and I will um, basically go in and do a search for hashtag hungergames. And I will go in and and I don't even go and immediately just start following people, but um, I will see what people are saying. It's like, hey, I just picked up this book, Hunger Games. Somebody told me about it. And wow, it is so good. And so what I do is I actually will manually go in and respond to those people. It is great. It, just, it only gets better. You know, I, I'm so glad you're, you're interested. You you like it. Hey, by the way, I, I, I may, by the, and, and by the way, I may or may not put a link back to my own podcast. It depends on how I'm feeling that day and how many times I'm linking back to myself because I just don't want to do it too much. But the fact is, is that when I say, hey, I'm so glad you're loving the book, you're go- it only gets better, uh, you know, we'd love your feedback or whatever, um, you know, th- they're going to see that it's my my Twitter profile is Hunger Games Fan Podcast. It's the Twitter ID is Hunger Games Pod. If they click through and and they, you know, when they see my at reply and they click through to my profile, it's got a link back to the podcast. That, that's really all I do. And what I what I have decided for Hunger Games podcast is I'm only following people who um, are tweeting obsessively about Hunger Games. So for for there, what I do is I like to sign in to my Hunger Games podcast uh, thing and, and I'm only following people. My, my timeline is just filled with nothing but Hunger Games goodness. There's an occasional personal tweet here or there, and those are usually from people who do other Hunger Games podcasts, and 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 they kind of mix and match everything together. But for the most part, that feed is is mostly Hunger Games. And what's cool is now people who who are you know maybe follow are following me on Twitter as a result of me responding to them. They actually go through and and they can come to my profile. They click on who I'm following. And guess what they see? They see an entire list of nothing but Hunger Game goodness. Ha! See? So now not only am I a source of information and inspiration and all this other stuff related to Hunger Games, but just by coming and seeing who I'm following, you see an entire list. It's kind of like when I, I like following a celebrity sometimes, somebody that I'm really passionate about, you know, and really enjoy who they are. And I see that they have, you know, 835,000 followers, but I see that they only follow 34 people. I love to click on to find out who those 34 people are. And that's my philosophy. I'm not saying it's the way to do it. Uh, you know, lost podcast. I'm going to just share with you something when I twitter.com slash lost podcast is mine. Um, there was a point where what I would do is I would just go in and do pound lost and find people who are doing uh, tweets about lost. And back then I would just follow anyone who mentioned anything about lost and I would actually follow like 50 new people. And then what I would do is I would, you know, I would have maybe 50 new, 50 more follower or I would be following 50 more people than, than the number of people who followed me. And what I would do is I would wait 
until the peop- number of people following me built itself up to at least that level before I did that again. And, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm just gaming the system then and it, and it becomes less authentic. Social media is about being social. It's not about being automatic and, 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 and roboted and, and, and it's not all about just following people. It's about engaging in conversation. So that's why I like to log in with Hunger Games Pod and do a search for what conversations are being said around Hunger Games. And I like to engage in conversation and I don't even follow them. I don't even follow them right then. But if they engage in me with conversation, then what I will do is I will follow that person with my at GSPN account because now I have an ongoing conversation and I actually write them a message saying, hey, I, you know, this is at GSPN, you know, host of at Hunger Games Pod. Just want to let you know I'm following you from this account. Look forward to interacting with you more online. It's all about the relationships. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the number of followers. So that John Wilkerson is the way that I think about these things. All right. Um, wow. Uh, three things to uh, do, 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 do. Wayne Henderson will play your comments. Uh, I've got two comments from Wayne Henderson. I'll play them next week. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play an interview with Farnoosh Brock. Uh, Farnoosh is the author of the blog prolificliving.com. Uh, and rather than say too much about her, I'm just going to play this interview that I did over at Blog World New York City. And uh, this is one of those instances where I am taking the video and I've extracted the audio. In fact, I took the, I took the MOV file from my Kodak camera and I drug it into Adobe Audition uh, CS 5.5, and then I just saved it as a WAV file. And so here it is, my interview with Farnoosh Brock. I am standing next to Farnoosh Brock, somebody who I considered to be one of my new great friends, and somebody I just really ran into probably about three months ago on Twitter. Farnoosh, it's good to meet you. It's so nice to have you here, have you talk to me, so thank you, thank you for having me. Well, I'll tell you, um, you, you know, I, I remember the very first tweet that I recognize getting from you and it was probably back in February possibly I was listening to Pat Flynn interview you remember uh-huh. that's when I first heard about you so and so basically I guess you started following me on Twitter as a result of that and I started talking about my podcasting A to Z course and led back to it and you started to express some interest yes I am interested yes. and, and what was what was cool about this is like wait a second she's interested in this, but I've never I've never had a talk I've never talked with her and, and stuff like yeah. that and I'm like well hey yeah and, and you interacted back and forth and, and so this is how it all began yes so it just little little Twitter messages yep. you know here and there yep. and then all of a sudden I come to New York and I finally get the opportunity to meet you face to face yep exactly it's been a pleasure your story inspired me the way you were telling your story to Pat that's how I was so interested in trying to you know learn more about you and I knew you're the one I want to work with if I do the podcasting so, okay. So here's the thing. I want to ask about your blog. Okay. Uh, what, where do they find it at? Prolificliving.com. All right, prolificliving.com. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, what is the blog about? The blog is about helping people develop smart habits for rich living. Smart habits for rich living. For rich living, yes. It doesn't mean to make you rich, but to have a rich life. There's a big difference. There is a big difference. Yes, yes. So I focus on 
smart habits around traveling smart, around smart communication, smart writing habits. And I do talk a lot about yoga and meditation and eating well and how all of that helps you. And uh, recently, uh, you know, focusing on crushing people's fears and turning ideas into actions. And I focus my first product around that and I just, I'm so interested in helping people crush everyday fears and anxieties. You know, some with logic, some with stories, some with proof that it can be done and you know, you too can do whatever it is you wanna do. It's not exclusive to just, you know, you or someone else. So, you know, helping people succeed that way. I went to your session today, which I enjoyed very much. And there are so many valuable things that I saw in my own life that, yeah, everything she's saying is absolutely true. Oh, I'm so glad. I and was hoping it would be relevant. It, it was extremely relevant. Uh -huh. And one of the things that I learned is that you just recently took a huge step of faith and said, I'm going to do something different with my life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I recently resigned from my very comfortable corporate job after 12 years. I was working from home, making a six-figure income, working a few hours a week, and uh, I just didn't love it. And you reach a point where you think it's now or never to pursue your dreams, you know? And I've been blogging for a while, but I really wanted to take it to the next level. And it was, you know, sometimes you just have to realize you have to put everything you have into one thing to make it happen. And you know that because you have done that, Cliff, where even if it's just taking a few hours of your day, your mind is preoccupied and you have to clear everything out of the way to really focus on the one thing that you really love to do, to give it your best shot. Yes. I think it deserves that. Absolutely. I, there's no doubt in my mind that, it, I, that I would not be where I am today if I didn't give it everything. If I tried to, to do everything else and stuff like that, and, and it was difficult. It was difficult. There's a lot of risk involved. But when you put so much on the line, it drives you. And, it, and you were talking about motivation. Motivation, yes, yes. So to be truly motivated, I mean, that is, that is a huge incentive where you actually go out and do it. Because somebody asked me if I have a plan, like a business plan. And, and I don't. I mean, I, I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to be successful doing all these things because I'm passionate about it and I love it. But I didn't have a plan. I just knew this is not the right course. And there is certain window of opportunity you have. Time is not forever. And you just have to take the leap. And it was the, the most courageous thing I've done. So it wasn't easy, but um, it was the right choice. Excellent. So you've come to Blog World Expo. Yes. Is this your first Blog World? No, second Blog World. Second Blog World. Yes. So, th so you were in Vegas last year? I was in Vegas and it changed my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Tell me, tell me what was it about it that changed your life? You know, um, when Darren Rouse was there and, and many other wonderful people and there was a panel and when Darren talked about his story, he talked about how uh, there was a moment where he stopped looking at his blog as a hobby and he started treating it as a business. And that was just a turning point for me to where, you know what, maybe I can do that. And it's not just a blog, I'm building a whole business around it because I'm interested in so many other things. But when I heard that, it just gave me this hope and this kick to go and do something because I had a very comfortable job. And I wasn't you know, working that hard and it was a very nice income, but I was, you're not pushing yourself until you are pressured to do it, until you are driven, but you have to be truly motivated. And I had to create that space for myself. So that was part of the blog world and 
Scott Stratton's speech, okay. which was extremely moving. It's, I think, somewhere recorded, so you should watch it. All right, Scott Stratton, I'll go check that one out. Uh -huh. So here's the question. Um, so you're blogging. You're, doing, you're, you're blogging about things that you're passionate about, that you love. Mm -hmm. Two things. You say no business plan. Obviously, I, I, I went that route myself. Yeah. And I have some people say, that's probably not the wisest route. Yes. And so you have people who say, I just don't know about this. Yes. But the other thing is, the question is, okay, but you love blogging. It's one of those things that obviously you do it for free because, well, you did. Right. Right. So this idea of turning it into a business, one of the people, one of the things people worried or warned me of is you really shouldn't kind of cross your hobby and yes. passion with work because then all of a sudden it's all going to be work and you're not going to like it anymore. Yes. No, I don't believe that. I mean, there are hobbies that I never want to turn into a, into a business like my yoga and my tango. But uh, as far as not having a business plan, it doesn't mean I don't have a plan or ideas or what I'm going to do. I mean, I have a lot of ideas and I just didn't take the time to, you know, go through and, and do an analysis of whether this is going to work or not. I, it's going to work. There is no other way, right? And, um, you know, and I'm not just going to blog. I'm going to create what my audience needs and, you know, whatever it is, a service, a product. And I'm already doing that and see where my, my best passion and strength is and just pursue that. So what you said right there, that, that, that kind of drive, that kind of determination, mm -hmm. I am going to succeed. I know the things I'm going to do. I just don't have time to write it down right. because I'm busy pursuing you, You're this. doing it. You're in the middle of doing it. So, I mean, a business plan is a great idea. Don't get me wrong. I think there was a session somebody did. So it's a great idea to have one. And I am I'm getting more organized and more structured. But sometimes you just know this is it. This is the right thing. You're going to figure it out. And um, I am very fiscally conservative. So for people who think, you know, they're just going to drop everything. I have waited 12 years to do this. Yes. You know, I have lived below my means. I have saved. I yes. have, you know, my husband still works and supports me. And um, you just have to have, you have to have some financial plan to help you. But otherwise, I think you're going to figure it out if it's truly what you want. If you have no doubt, it's something that's your calling. You just know, right? When exactly did you make the decision? Or, or not decision, but when did you finally cut off the old job and go and this is your new full-time job? Right. Earlier this month. Okay. So okay. <laughs> so we're talking, this is, I don't even know. Three May, weeks ago. Three weeks ago. This three is May of ago. 2011. Yes. Here's what I want to tell people. Yeah. Keep your eyes on Farnoosh. And I will tell you, you are going to see an amazing story played out. I'm looking forward to following you. I am so glad that we called each other on Twitter, that we had the opportunity to meet here. Thank you. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to continue to watch your story with Thank great interest. You. Thank you. Are you going to listen to my podcast? Yeah, I, I hope I, I can. <laughs> I hope so. That's the question. Yes. Thank you, Cliff. It was very nice. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. All righty, my friends. There you go. My interview with Farnoosh Brock. You can find her at prolificliving.com. That's P-R-O-L-I-F-I-C living.com. I'll have links to that in the show notes here for episode number 214. My friends, I am so excited for Farnoosh. It is amazing what she's going to do. And uh, she's got all, all of the indicators for success, at, at least in, in all the things that I saw and look back and I credit to to the things that were leading me to success. She's got almost every single one of them perfectly in place, in alignment, 
and she's going to make some great things happen. And I love the the big thing. She said, you know, maybe I can turn my, you know, I can quit focusing on my blog as a hobby and turn it into a business. And I, and, and and folks, I want to I want you to hear this. She didn't she said, "Not that I'm actually going to turn my blog into a business, but I'm going to build a business and my blog is going to be my blog is going to be that channel for building relationships with a community about building a tribe and, and stuff like that. She understands that the that the blog isn't where you make the money. It's where you build the relationships. And the same she understands will be true with podcasting. And I don't know if you heard at the end, she is going to be launching a podcast and uh, she hasn't decided if she's going to hire me one-on-one to get things off the road sooner or if she's going to sign up for my July a to Z course. Um, I'm steering her towards the A to Z, but you know the thing is, is I know that if she wants to get this thing up and running off the off the, you know, as quickly as possible. That's fine as well. One way or another, Farnoosh is going to have an amazing podcast, and I can't wait to subscribe to it. She is a fun and exciting and energetic person, and she has the right attitude in life. Follow her story. If you've been enjoying following my story, I think she's going to be another person to follow for a source of. Uh, and entertainment, education, encouragement, and inspiration. And that, my friends, is what all of this podcasting, social media, new relationship stuff is all about. It's not about all the money and teaching people how to make money by teaching people how to make money. Head over to podcastanswerman.com slash angry client and leave Marcus a comment. Let him know, do you listen to podcasts? Why? Why do you do it? Do you watch YouTube videos? Why? And are you 35 years and younger? I mean, seriously, let's blow away his stereotypes. Let's get some reaction there. Podcastanswerman.com slash angry client. I would love to uh, have you join me in July. I'll, I'd love to tell, especially for those of you who have been sitting there, you've been listening to this week after week after week after week after week, and you still haven't launched that first episode yet. You want to desperately, but you don't know what to podcast about. You don't know what equipment to buy. You don't know this. You're just listening week after week, trying to get that one piece of information you're still waiting for, but you don't even know what that one piece of information that you're waiting for is. My friends, podcasting A to Z is here to help. Podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. God bless you all. I'll be back again next week. Until next time, join the community. And have fun.